fellow Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, which this time is the podcast that thinks that is one weird-sounding bazooka. So as usual, I'm your host, Joe, and I brought along three other wannabe crime fighters. We've got Corey. The only podcast that knows the difference between Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And some Matt. The podcast that has never saw One Night in Spider-Man. And also, we have a Frank. The podcast that only has 38 friends on MySpace. We're here to talk to you today about the movie Kick-Ass, which a whole bunch of you has requested we do, so hopefully you enjoy this one. I know we will. So right here is where we'd normally do the sequel email. We're going to skip that this time. I guess he's got spotty Wi-Fi wherever he's lost in the wilderness, so it didn't happen this week. The dimensional portal just doesn't have a strong signal this week. It really doesn't. He fell behind a Burger King. And now here's normally where what we watched would be, so I'm just going to tell you that I started watching the show Rick and Morty, and that show is kind of genius. Oh, it's fucking amazing, isn't it? Yes, it is. The pilot was a little, had me a little worried. I'm like, this wasn't so great, and then I watched the second episode, I was like, yeah, it got better. Oh, it's, continue, it, gets better to, it doesn't stop getting better. I need to check it out. I've heard a lot of good things, but at the same time, a lot of those cartoons that are just asshole nonsense, I just kind of put it on, I'm just like this. Well, every- or with sci-fi, of course, it's going to be asshole nonsense. No, if it's just nonsense, it's just like that show Super Jail, or no, it's almost more like Futurama, where it's like super clever. Okay, and like the way it's been really described to me is more like Super Jail, where or like Bo Jackman Horseman. Bo yeah, Jackman. That, that show didn't catch me either. Archer, I like. Yeah. Celeb Twenty Twenty One, I loved. Yeah. But Bo Jack Horseman, I was watching it like, okay. I've never seen that show, but I think I think you'd like Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty. Rick if you and Morty like Archer and you like Futurama, you I think you like that show. Yeah, check it out. Super clever. And also, I watched the movie Don't Think Twice, which is a movie about improv, written and directed by Mike Birbiglia. That movie was okay. And now, what everyone here at the table watched was the new trailer for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So we're going to briefly discuss that, I guess, and then we'll move on to some coverage of Kickass. So so good. I loved it. It was really excellent. It tells us why Thor's hair is cut off without telling us why Thor's hair is cut off. So it, like, peels back some of the layers that everybody had been wondering about. And, like, now it's not, like, for fashion reasons there's actually, like, a purpose in the movie. It opens with Milnor being destroyed. The fucking Hulk's in it. Let's let's all talk about that for a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's uh. I think we all knew the Hulk was going to be in it, right? Yeah, but just see, like actually seeing him, you know what I'm saying? We knew he was on set. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I thought Marvel would save that, like, in their back pocket, but I'm glad they didn't. <clears throat> yeah, because like that just means that they're really confident in this movie. My only, my only reservation about Hulk being in this movie at all is that we don't get to see Thor and Doctor Strange send him off world because they hint at it. At the end of Doctor Strange. I mean, they might still do they it. Don't, the he beginning. went off, didn't he go with He left Thor? by himself, I thought. No, he doesn't go with Thor. No, at the end he of... He was in the, the fucking spacecraft. Yeah. He was in the he was in the Quinjet, yeah, but he didn't go with Thor. Who did he go with? I don't fucking remember. He just remember. left by himself. Yeah, he was by himself. Yeah, he like sends, oh. he sends Black Widow off so yeah. and crashes the plane. We're not playing well, the zucchini anymore. Well, no, he closes the, he closes the door... And then he sits down in front of the controls and goes to stealth mode. Yeah. And then Black Widow calls him and says, hey, we can't find you. You're on stealth mode. Please turn it off. And he just sits there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he keeps flying. And they're like, we'll never find it. 
yeah, I guess Doctor Strange was like, hey, we got him off world. But I don't, but in the comics, it's the Illuminati that do it, yeah. that arrange it to happen, but whatever. Long story short, I'm happy that it's happening. Yeah. Because, you know, that I, I think it actually is going to have to do with, with Loki, actually. Mm-hmm. Because uh, apparently Thanos, he's actually got a little bit of fear for Hulk. So that's why he's trying to get him off of there because he's on his way there. But one of the things me and me and my girlfriend were talking about was that you know it looks it it is like that movie where that I think they're kind of starting to bridge the Avengers MCU and Guardians of the Galaxy MCU. Like it like that the galaxy that Thor was going to be running around in looked super Guardians of the Galaxy to me. Yeah, like the spaceships. The spaceships looked like, like the. Just the way everything was laid out, the way that it was colored, it, it, yeah. it all read Guardians to me. So we're starting to really now get to that bridge point mm-hmm. where this MCU is going to come to its pinnacle. And it's super exciting. It also looks like they're trying to make it kind of as silly as possible, which is also akin to the Guardian side. But also, it's a trailer. You can make a trailer look as silly as you want. You know? Well, absolutely. Yeah. But very little tangible information or seriousness about what's happening in this movie. Yeah. So I still have no fucking idea yeah. what's happening in Thor yeah. Ragnarok. True. and Other than the fact that he's a gladiator kind of now. Yeah. For at least one For fight. at least one scene. For at least one fight yes. he's a gladiator, yeah. And it's super cool that they're letting him be the comic relief in his movie. Like, in the original Thor movie it was always like his merry band of like warrior buddies that were like the funny ones. Yep. And he's never really gotten to be the comic relief. And as soon as Thor comes out, he's like, yeah, I know him from work. Like, you're like, oh, he's going to be, he's going to be the guy that drops the snarky one-liners now. This is exciting. You kind of started doing that in the Avengers movies. Yeah, yeah but well, it's always overshadowed by Tony. Yeah. Well. Exactly. Exactly. And it will always. Well, it's going to be. Yeah. He's adopted. What What I like I is, that. is that they, they, they hinted at a bunch of things. And, and I don't know if the movie's going to have it, but the trailer definitely had a little noir bent the, when he comes down on the chain, and he's like, how did I get here? And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then they show, like, quick little things, which, I saw Pegasus. I don't know if anyone else did, but that looked like a goddamn Pegasus to me. Didn't say, I can't say I saw And Hubert, go frame for frame. So I saw the Pegasus, and automatically my brain went to Ares, and I was like, oh my god, are they going to throw Ares in this movie, too, as just a little thing? Because that would be awesome. Who knows? I know. They're introducing uh, every character they can in all these movies, so... Yeah. Make money while you can. Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum, so yeah. that's great. Uh, I had no idea Jeff Goldblum was in this movie. I knew he was in it, and I knew the role that he was hinted at playing, and I'm excited, and I, and I was interested in seeing it, and I'm happy that he's there. And I like the way they still even said Hulk. Yeah, they said Incredible. Right? Incredible. <sighs> and he just busts out. So that was the trailer. Let's get into our movie facts for Kick-Ass. The main event. That's not part of the title. That was just me saying things. The movie's called Kick-Ass. It was given to us in 2010. It's rated R and is one hour and 57 minutes long. Its director is Matthew Vaughn, who is no stranger to comic book movies. He's directed Layer Cake, which isn't. But Stardust, X-Men First Class, and Kingsman The Secret Service. Oh! So he's your favorite guy. Yeah, I like him a lot. He does good stuff. I haven't Did seen you say Star- Layer Cake? Layer Cake. It's a Daniel Craig movie. It's about, like... I forget what it is. But I looked it up. It's not is about it cake. Bakery? Damn it. No. Okay. The movie stars 
Aaron Taylor Johnson, Mark Strong, Christopher Mintz Plass, Chloe Grace Moritz and Moretz, and Nicholas Cage. One of those pronunciations was right. Before we move on from this, let's just talk about the fact that there are two Quicksilvers in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, is it? Yep. And that's him. That's fucking <laughs> so. The like good it. one and the bad one. Yep. The dead one and the and the good and one. The dead one and the dead one. <laughs> I'm just saying they both with No, no, I'm trying. I'm actually now trying to figure out who the other. I know the one Quicksilver from First Class and Apocalypse is in it. The one from Ultron. Kickass. Kickass is is Quicksilver. Holy shit! Of Ultron, yeah. Yeah. Wow, he looks different. Yeah, he does. Holy shit! Acts just as bad though. Well, yeah. Budget for the movie was thirty million dollars. That's cheap. Not bad. The movie grossed ninety-six million dollars. 48 million domestic, so it did about 50% domestic and about 50% wow. overseas. That's, that's crazy. That's actually really interesting for the movie of this type. And power level. Yeah. Okay. Money. Well, the director's British, and it was voted... It won an award for best British movie, which <laughs> confuses me. Cause how is I it guess a if a Brit movie? makes it, I guess, I guess so. we could win an award for best British... Podcast. Podcast, because, you know... Because Frank's British? America. No, I'm from the Ukraine. He's from the Ukraine. Hmm. He's actually a communist. On to how this movie was scored. Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 76%. Certified fresh. <laughs> the audience on Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie an 81%. IMDb gave it a 7.7 out of 10. And Metacritic always got a low ball with a 66. And That's the, not as bad of the low balls I was expecting. I was no. expecting 42 and the user score on Metacritic is 8.6. That actually... That actually tracks. Like, that's a pretty ubiquitous number across all of them. Good job, Internet, on this one. All 60s to 80s. That's all I have for the movie facts. The only other small fact I have is just that I found out that the script for the movie and the comic itself were written at the same time. The comic did not exist first. They were written simultaneously. Interesting. That I did not know. So let's do our general thoughts for Kick-Ass. So the three of us are going to give our general thoughts. And Matt's going to tell you about a Wikipedia article that he did. So feel free to skip like the next 15 to 20 seconds of the podcast. Matt, go ahead. The Naginata is one of several varieties of traditionally made Japanese blades in the form of a pole weapon. Naginata were originally used by the samurai class in feudal Japan as well as by the Ashigaru and Sohi. The Naginata is an iconic weapon of the Ona Bu- Bugeisha archetype and the typical of the female warrior belonging to the Japanese nobility. You're all fucking welcome. Thank you for that interesting tidbit. I learned something new. I think we all did. You're welcome, Internet. We've all grown. We have. Frank, what did you learn about your thoughts on this movie? Um, I actually like this movie. This is the first time I'm uh, sitting through it and actually watching it. Uh, It was fun. Uh, It had a lot of tropes, but we'll get to those. We will get to him. We sure will. Corey, what about you? I forget how funny this movie was. Like, this movie has me, like, chuckling a lot. Mostly at the tropes. But overall, I mean, it's a it's a solid movie. It's not going to blow you away, but it's not really going to let you down either. It's never going to give you up. <laughs> let you down. Is it, but will it mess around and hurt you? No. Hurt you. That's for you, Frank. <laughs> Yeah, I like this movie. It's already been covered that it's tropey. 
This movie is actually kind of disturbing at certain parts. Like, I thought it the first time I watched it, like, five years ago, and the second time I watched it, which was yesterday, still thought the same thing. But overall, overall, it's a good movie, it's a good watch, it's a fun time. Okay, so that's our general thoughts. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling the movie. If you haven't seen the movie that came out seven years ago, shame on you, go see it. And we're going to tell you things that happen in it right now. I feel like this movie was sort of relatable. Because, like, as a kid, I always wanted a superpower of some sort. And Because you watch the TV shows, you look at the comic books, and you're just like, oh, I wonder what that would actually be like if I was to try it. Then you see this movie, and you're like, well, fuck me, that's what it would have been like. What? There's no fucking superpowers in this goddamn movie. No, you're not wrong. There's not one. There's no superpowers in a Batman movie either. Exactly. I'm just making sure we all know because the word superhero is thrown around a lot in this and it pissed me off every single time. Batman's still a superhero. We're not getting into this, but Batman's still a superhero. Let's just group it all together in one thing and say vigilantes and superheroes kind of the same. You know what? Here. Here we go. If you have ninja powers in modern day, you're probably a superhero. Done. Why? Why does that? So that means magicians are superheroes? Yeah, yeah, magicians most certainly are. <laughs> Have you seen a magician? They can kill Superman. Okay, no, no. Harry Potter can kill Superman. <laughs> David Copperfield cannot. You don't know that. Bullshit. Oh wait, you're right. David Copperfield probably can. Okay, but Phil Dunphy can definitely not kill Superman. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> no, I've seen Phil Dunphy's magic, and sometimes it sucks. <laughs> Phil Dunphy, we're calling you out. If you want to come on Zero Sucking Heroes, <laughs> suck his fictional character. <laughs> If he calls us, he's on this podcast. Agreed. <laughs> we're holding out for Cyborg. Back to your original point. Now that we're going to be back on track, kind of. Um, it opens up like that. Like, what would happen if people actually tried to have superhero powers or superhuman abilities right out the gate? Because, like, they have, like, this, like, noir, like, why don't superhuman, like, superheroes exist? And then a guy jumps off a fucking building and lands on a taxi. Like, very quickly. So you're like, yeah, that probably doesn't end well for most people. Or he tries to, like, jump from building to building, and he's like, oh, I'm too afraid to do that. Or, I'm going to jump into this fight. Oh, I got stabbed. I guess I'm not strong enough. Or, like, whatever. I don't know how he didn't see that shit coming. Yeah. He didn't even learn to fight or anything. Yeah, no. He's just in the mirror, talking himself up. Also, did everyone notice that the guy who hit him was the same guy in the window? No. Wait, what? Oh, the guy who hit him in the car? The guy who hit him with the car was the guy who was in the window that closed the blinds. <laughs> That's good. That makes sense. They did not want to pay a lot of extras. That, and also I thought this whole time before I'd seen this movie that he was using a scream of sticks. He's not. He's using pipes. <laughs> yeah. That he may or may not have painted black and may or may not have put duct tape on the bottom. Yeah, they looked, like, then, they looked like rebar. Well, I mean, they were thicker than rebar. Well, yeah, yeah. But the texture on it yeah. had like the rebar. I thought they were wiffle bats. <laughs> That's why he's so good Because they're so light That's why he's so mobile with He's him. a drummer Can we talk about how This was one of Nicolas Cage's Best performances Oh definitely uh, Definitely <laughs> It's up there I mean, no, It's not on par with how Nicolas Cage performs Second only to National Treasure Of course I mean mm-hmm. Gotta steal the Declaration of Independence But like How else do you think he did What I mean is Because this movie borders on the ridiculous. Oh, this movie's fucking absurd. Yeah. It, it borders so so hard on the ridiculous that, like, Nicolas Cage's performance in it falls right in line with the whole fucking concept. He's still the craziest person in this movie by far. Oh, okay, yeah. alright. But the he only jumps off in the scene when they're they're chained up. 
then it's off the deep end. Like he's he's does he has some little outbursts like here there, you know, and it's just like oh he's a really weird dude. But that that moment, he is off his rock. Who's got to give it all right before he dies? That's it. It's curtains. <laughs> and you're wrong. He's Unabomber sociopath out the fucking gate. No, yeah. honey, you're, it's just going to hurt. Yeah, he's shooting his 11-year-old daughter. <laughs> in the chest. In broad daylight. Who's yeah, crazier, him or her? Him. 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 He made her that way. Yeah, yeah. he did. Genetics. <laughs> not even that. No, that's that's <laughs> That's nurture. conditioning. That's nurture. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's not nature, that's nurture. Are, are you trying to tell us something, Matt? I'm just saying, what he did to her is nurture. The way she looks is nature. <laughs> Let me know how that works out for you. And the way she looks, am I right, guys? Wow. I suddenly vowed to save myself for her. His suit is ridiculous, but I love it. His suit is what the bat suit should be. Disagree. His face looks so weird. Like, His face yeah, looks I don't so weird. Underst- I don't understand why they chose to do that with the face. It looks so awkward. Because they can't physically put him in a bat cowl. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like... The, the the like the it's so weird with the nose thing and the and the patterns of the of the piping it's weird. Of course it's weird. It's not meant to look great. Yeah. But what I mean is it's super tactical. Like yeah. You actually see that it's completely bulletproof. Bullets are ricocheting off of it. It's doing what it's supposed to do. It's what the bad suit is meant to is meant to function as mm-hmm. a perfectly tactical suit. I didn't like that. They were like, oh, just pretend to be gay and she'll be your friend. But that was kind of annoying. Because I wanted that payoff of girl and guy. Like, he gets the girl at the end. And he did, he but did. like, it was just like, if you actually just told her who you were from the get-go, it probably would have been better. She never would have spoken to him if she didn't think he was gay. Yeah. Also, can I say it's kind of ridiculous that the rumor spread that he was gay because they found him naked? What is the... <laughs> yeah, that means he gets stabbed and he happened to be naked, he must be gay. <laughs> Well, he got stabbed with what? He got stabbed. Figured out where that was going. You're welcome. See, the thing is, I'm not entirely positive that the rumor that he was gay wouldn't have started anyways. It's high school. It's high school. He's the kid that hangs out with two other dudes in a comic book shop and does nothing else. It is completely conceivable... That he's gay? That he would have been at least rumored to be gay. Yeah. In a high school. Yeah, but he got mugged. Automatically gay. Mugged, found naked. No, yeah. but you're, we're, we're attributing the way that the story was told to what is actually happening. Like, in that particular order. What I'm saying is, for all that we know, prior to his first experience as being kick-ass, and him getting out of the hospital and recovering, potentially the rumor had started anywhere in that span of time. He just finds out about it after he's out. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, There was no hint that any of them... That there was any kind of rumor when he was in school the first time. No, no one acts weird or does yeah. the things and. No, it definitely was, happened. While she would have. If there was the rumor while he was still there, she would have tried to talk to him because she wanted a gay best friend, like she did the second time, mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that second yeah. time, though, Americas. What would you do if he was here right now? Yeah, why don't we uh, jump into the Twitter question before yeah. we get too deep into this? Oh no! Try to get us back on track for a minute. Let's do that. You know what? I concur. We have two Twitter questions from Friends of the Podcast, and they're loading right now. So the first one is from Friend of the Podcast, Mitch, 
who was on our The Warriors episode, if you want to hear what his voice sounds like. He says, you, Joe, Matt, Corey, Frank, and sequel? Decide to fight crime with kick-ass. Explain your superhero. Name, suit, skills, weapons. Go. He didn't write go. I added that. Okay. All right. Anyone at all. Okay, so uh, if I'm fighting crime with kick-ass, I would like to use S-words as my weapon. I mean swords for those of you at home. I like it. And uh, I'm going to be called Cut Guy. So good. Because it's kick-ass, and that's how you name yourself. It's true, actually. I have to rethink my strategy now. This is all improv. For a suit, I probably I probably try to go with some sort of actual like medieval flair. Oh, at very least, at least a chain shirt. Maybe over top, I'd have some Kevlar plates or something. But definitely a chain shirt just for funsies. Maybe be Sir Cut Guy. That depends on the blades. We'll, Sir we'll let, Guy. We'll leave that up to whatever I can afford. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's actually really funny. What'd you say, Circuit Guy? <laughs> then, then, then you'd lose a hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would cut people up. Nice. That's your skill? Cutting that's, people? That's my skill. I mean, I'm not getting a superpower. No one else did. But you're still a superhero. Mm, I call myself a vigilante. Because <laughs> I know where I stand. I think that I would um, go back to my days of playing Cold Steel Wardens and call myself the Eraser. I would have, like, essentially a blank mask that's, like, super tight to the face, kind of like Rorschach was, except... The black nonsense probably wouldn't happen. Black trench coats, lots of guns. I'd sneak around a lot. Mm. Did you name yourself? Yeah, the eraser. All right. Because I'm going to erase people. Or a crime. From existence. From their mortal coil. He's going to erase them from the mortal coil. Exactly. I like it. He's also going to carry pencils. Do you have a magic <laughs> paper ready? <laughs> I mean, if I get into hand-to-hand combat, I figure if I take a number two pencil and stab somebody in the eye... I mean, I've seen it done. done. You can be magic. Trick. You can make the pencil disappear. I can make the pencil disappear, or I can be John Wick. We can go either way with it. Yep, that's true. Or both. True. Or both. But how many guys can you take down with one pencil? I mean, Three. there's no way I could do more than John Wick, so two. Okay. You ready, Frank? Yeah. Uh, you can bleep this out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start with that! Superhero name is cute. <laughs> Superpower is being really good at math. And a pink suit. And uh, my potato shooter is my weapon. A potato gun? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And my skill set is not giving a shit. A full potato gun? I fit gun so well like in this movie, one. though. What? A full potato gun? Not like gun? a little one. Oh, a little one. Okay. Yeah. I can't tell if Frank would be the first one of us to get murdered, <laughs> or if he would survive the longest, he because he would just be longest. shooting potatoes at people from a distance. Hey, you hungry? No? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, anyway. Hungry girl? Hungry girl? <laughs> <laughs> Potate, no. <laughs> uh, what about you, Joe? My name, I'm going to improv this also because I had time to think about it, but it doesn't matter. My name's going to be The Wizard. My suit, I'm going to have a backwards hat and a vest, preferably, you know, bulletproof. That would be nice and helpful, or nice proof at least, after a, watching this movie. A backwards baseball hat or a backwards top hat? I just want to be. I feel like how crazy top hat is the same backwards. Exactly. Football. I just want to know how crazy we're getting. It's a baseball hat. Look, gotcha. The cap. My skills are going to be. I'm a ninth level yo-yo master, and my weapons are going to be yo-yos. <laughs> oh, just like whipping people in the face. Chinese yo-yos. That's not bad. Just straight That's up not bad. Yo-yos. That isn't bad. That's good well, for improv. Chinese yo-yos or just regular yo-yos. What are Chinese yo-yos? The ones that's the got the two sticks. No. Wasn't it? I don't know, just regular okay. Dungeon Butterflies. <laughs> gotcha. And X-Brains. Can you imagine if he, like, outfitted it? So, like, if he, like, 
throws it at, like, the certain, like, velocity. Shoot the moon. All day. Certain velocity, like, little, like, knives come out. So I was like... Shoot the moon. Oh, I'd be messed up. You know yeah. what? I could wreck people with that. You could. I'm too good for this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would Cat, overshadow Cat, Cat's in the cradle. <laughs> I mean, you'd, be, you'd still be oh my better gosh. than just, Red Mist. Just bait and switch the whole time. Can I show you how I walk my dog? <laughs> Pulls out a second yo-yo whack, whack in the face. Brilliant. I love it. Really, the ball's probably been more effective, though, right? Yeah. And, like, that's just perfect. Use gravity, Joe. That's what I'm saying. Gravity's my friend. It is. And our second question is from, I'm going to say, associate of the podcast, because we haven't had him on yet, but he is our friend. His name He's got to come to the yeah. studio. I mean. His name is Ian. His comment, or his question, rather, is explain your favorite trope in this movie. Why is it your favorite? Which one is your least favorite? I, I actually have a least favorite one, but I didn't even... I, I guess I missed it when I was reading it. Um, my least favorite is just Big Daddy dying. I, I think that's, the, like, the the most overused comic book trope ever. Parents dying. But he um, looked like Batman, so that's why it's irony. Yeah, there's definitely irony there, for sure. Um, my favorite trope, however, is the outburst about, like, the hell-bent-on-revenge outburst. That makes no logical sense. You know who owes her a, ch- you know who owes her a childhood? And then he names, like, the mobster. Like, not taking any responsibility for fucking up his daughter's life. That mm-hmm. that whole thing. I thought that was pretty good. Got a favorite one? Was no, that, that is my favorite one. All right, you said that. Taking mm-hmm. like taking no responsibility for destroying the life of my his child. Got it. My favorite one was the nerd gets his ass kicked. <laughs> Classic <laughs> movie, am I right? <laughs> and that happens so much. Yep. Because he jumped into it balls deep. So you don't have a least favorite one? <sighs> <laughs> hmm. I probably hate the the mobster's kid. Uh, wanting to get involved in the business as a trope, just because it was an annoying part of the story for me. Hey, Matt. Yeah, trying to figure my shit out. Um, I think I hate the... uh, I don't like the trope of the whole, like, super class cast system high school. Like, I feel Mm. like in today's age that's kind of falling away. Because of how, how everyone's getting very feelings focused and all sorts of stuff. And it's just like, I'm kind of tired of that. And. You're tired of the feelings? Or you're tired of. I'm tired of the way it's portrayed. Of the, uh, yeah. the clicks. Yeah, the clicks. Gotcha. But like the, the super insular, like yeah. nobody ever moves out of their own circle. Yeah, like, no, okay. All the jocks are only jocks, and that's all they will ever be, and that's all they hang out with. Forever. Corey's gonna pick my other one, too. <laughs> The nerds only ever yeah. hang out with the nerds, and then there's the outcasts, which okay. is who these people mm-hmm. like. The main, and even stories. though the outcasts share things with the nerds, they'll never coincide. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and likewise, there's no smart jocks. Like it's it's nonsense. Even in even when I was in high school, that those tropes were ridiculous. They didn't exist when I was in high school. My point. Or they did. That was last year. It was only. Or they did. I wasn't paying attention. Exactly. It's hard to tell. You trying to say you transcended? Russian. You transcended all of these groups. I. Yeah. I am yeah. Frank. Uh, hey, my superpower is not giving a shit. That's probably And the trope I liked was that uh was that anyone can do something. Anyone could do something right. Mm. Because you don't need superpowers because no one had any. You just need to do something right. Well, that nothing nothing makes that more evident than when he straps on the jetpack at the end. 
Which was which was probably the most outlandish thing in this entire this movie. You think they were taking a shirt? But <laughs> that was before, the most. I'll say it again. <laughs> but that was the most outlandish thing that happened in this movie. Yeah. Did anybody, the bazooka. Yeah. Did anybody think of the Rocketeer when he strapped on the jetpack and like floated straight up? I was like, are they taking a shot at the Rocketeer or am I crazy? No. You're crazy. Okay, they're not. Fuck me. My favorite one is actually sort of akin to Matt's. My favorite trope is the culmination of what he says outside the diner the, when he's protecting the guy from the three gang members. Mm-hmm. He's like, everybody stands by and does nothing because I agree with that and... It's cool for a superhero movie. Yes, it's a superhero movie. And my least favorite trope is the revealing of the identity to the love interest. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I actually... I, uh, I might steal your point, so... Yeah, I know. Fuck you, right? <laughs> um, I like it only because of the way it was delivered. Because it wasn't like... It's not Peter Parker like ripping off the mask and being like, Mary Jane, it's me. Or Superman putting on his eyeglasses, because apparently that's all you need to do. Um, you know, it's not like that. It was legitimately out of fear, like, oh shit, she's gonna kill me, hold on. Like that, I, I thought it was cool the way it was delivered. I really liked the thought that he was gonna give it to her in the kick-ass suit, and then still play off the whole, I'm your gay best friend thing. <laughs> I, it's an alter I, I thought it was done. But you know what I'm the saying? Like, they're in the next scene, and, and he's got like his arm around her, and, like, like her from behind. The I was second like, it's he over, went right? into the room, the second he went into the room, I knew it was a no go. But if he had like gone to the window and been like knock, 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 and waited, and then they had oh. had some coitus happen, and he had kept his mask on, then I thought the double life thing would have perpetuated. I thought that would have been funny, but That's whatever, cool. fuck it. That's that would have been a, that would have been an interesting trope to, right? to pull on the bat, the Batman, so to speak. Yeah. That would add a little bit. All, although watching Big Daddy paint on his uh, his black eye makeup was weird, and it's like this is why they never show Batman doing it because it's weird. It was kind of an uncomfortable scene to watch. <laughs> well, they made like, it. They no, made it intentionally overly sexy. I was only uncomfortable with him taping his fucking facial hair. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no, he was taping me. extensions to his facial hair. Even worse. I'm just saying. But why? Why fucking bother yes. at that point? Because it's altering his face that much more. It's in a. He's got a fucking full yes. helmet on. But the thing is... It's not like he's fucking wearing the Robin thing that covers this much of his face. And for those listening at home, this much of his face is literally my thumb and forefinger touching each other going over my eyeballs. Do it at home. <laughs> That's how much. If you're driving, don't. Flip it over. And then you have <laughs> raccoon mask. <laughs> it's Rocket Raccoon. It's um, it wasn't. What I noticed in this movie was that they had a poster for Hellboy behind uh, Kick-Ass in one of the scenes. Yes. When he was talking about it. And I was like... And it was for Darkness Calls, which was a very good arc for Hellboy. But and then I started thinking, I was like, who put out this comic book? Was it Dark Horse? It's actually oh, Marvel. Too. Yeah. Which, which I did not know. It's not Marvel, it's Icon, which is a subsidiary of Marvel, but still. I was like, huh. But they still put up the Darkness Calls... Uh, poster, which... Do they reference any superheroes that are not Marvel in this movie? Yes, Batman. They say Batman constantly. Oh, yeah, yes. they do. They say Batman for a, a full minute. Scene. Yes, because that's how they're describing Batman, him. Batman, Batman, Batman. Yep, that's how they describe Big Daddy. I mean, that's yes. what Oh, I saw Batman. No, you didn't. Cut his hand off. I don't know if that big giant microwave actually exists, Definitely but... doesn't. Those guys, are, those guys are absolutely retarded. What do you think a microwave <laughs> does? <laughs> true. He explodes, they all start laughing. I'm like, you guys have to clean this up. Do they? Yeah, do they? Yeah, because 
The lumberyard is owned by the mob boss. That's why he keeps doing all of his shady dealings there. Frank's lumber. Mm. Thanks, New York City, for letting shady deals go down all the time. At a lumber spot, because there's a ton of those in New York City. Especially Frank's on the corner of 13th and... <laughs> and, and Tree. Yeah. So, he doesn't feel pain. Well, he has a dulled sense of pain gotcha. after his accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like Wolverine. Uh, easy. Easy. He kind of has a superpower. He has enhanced durability and he feels less pain. Yeah. That's kind of a superpower. That's the closest it's thing to a superpower. It's a shitty superpower, like a but, but it's not. kind of a superpower. It's the closest thing to a superpower we got in this movie. She's super good with weapons and being a tiny little ninja. Awesome. And he's a man who's hell-bent on revenge and trying to take down the mob. Between those three, the only one that has any actual, quote-unquote, power is Kick-Ass. Yep. And then there's the, the Batman counterpart. He's got money. I mean, he didn't have any money. He keeps stealing that shit. Yeah. Uh, Red Mist? He had money. Yeah, he had oh, Red Mist had money, yes. Red I Mist- wanted... There was no time frame for that list. I want to know how quick that list showed up, because, damn, if that was next day... Daddy got <laughs> fucking money. He's got, <laughs> he's got mom money. Yeah, I'm just saying. Super there's rich. money, and then there's holy shit. Look at you. There's top floor yeah, penthouse I, apartment I, in New I, York City. I just wanted like I just wanted like three days later, two days thing. later, six hours later. <laughs> customized friggin' Mustang. Well, it was at least because they had to set up the whole thing with the. Tony the scumbag getting yeah getting <laughs> sacrificed. That was gonna be Tony. He's a fucking scumbag. I almost put that one. Damn it. You would have had an honorable mention that almost was mine, but not mine. But yeah, so it had to have taken at least a day. And it's not like that was hard. He was like, probably went to a dealership, paid straight mm-hmm. cash, and he was like, I have an auto guy, I'm a fucking mobster. Yeah, sure. I have a guy for everything. True. He's a cereal guy and a fruit guy. Watch the sun guy. Fire bazooka guy. <laughs> He's got everything. Mm-hmm. Bazooka. That was a good way to go. Yeah, that was cool. That was ridiculous. <laughs> that was. We, cool. we all agree that it wouldn't that it wouldn't work, right? Like shooting a bazooka under your arm. It doesn't, yeah, no. Is not going to work? I mean, it's going to fall. It's going to shoot away, but it would shoot. I mean, yeah, but, it would shoot. But it wouldn't just shoot back. It would shoot up too. Why would it shoot up? Because in the moment that you start to lose control of it, you're going to try to grip harder no, and yeah, fall. Yeah. That's why it has the shoulder pad, yeah. so the only thing it can do is... is go back. Right. Yeah. So if you assume his aim was bad from the hip to begin with... It's a bazooka. Then the shot would still go off, because if he's like, meh, yeah. and as it goes up, it still catches him. That's a weird sound of bazooka. <laughs> fucking Gatling <laughs> The Gatling goes on the fucking rocket fucking pack. I was like, what the fuck is this? I liked it. One of my favorite moments of this movie was when she's ordering it online. When yep. she's like, ooh, daddy, I found something, and it's only $100,000. $300,000. Oh, child. Can't oh, that is cool. Shopping cart. Shopping cart. Shopping cart. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? The Gatlin guns was a nice touch. Daddy-like. <laughs> big daddy-like. <laughs> daddy-likey. He never said big daddy-like. He just, no. Yeah. No, he no that would have been even... <laughs> Ooh, child, daddy, like she was great. He did admit to using smaller rounds when he shot her in the mm-hmm. chest. I mean, that's something. 
That's true. For a guy who's so hell-bent. Still, he wasn't too far away from Point Blank. Right, no, he's a, he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> and Frank, she was great. I agree. Yeah, she was she, she's, she's a good actress. Well, it's a little... Like, that adds to the, the disturbingness of this movie in an 11-year-old child. Has the highest body count by far of anyone in this movie. Oh, it's yeah. not even close. Oh, yeah. It's it's not even... I mean... No, it's not even a contest. It's not, because... No. The only one who might even equal that is if you give all the kills that the mobsters made to the mob boss, and then maybe he, no, he's he, got double digits. No, he's got two people. No, 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 but if you give everyone the mobsters dealt with... Okay. ...as kills for him, then you could say... Mm, Maybe. And Big Daddy, Big Daddy, Daddy puts up some people, yeah, yeah, and he kills she, people off screen that we yeah. hear about, but we don't see. Sure. She did work. Oh yeah, she did work. But even even the first time somebody dies in this movie, she gets five kills. Big Daddy gets one, right out the gate. In, oh, in, the in Ramirez, Razul's, Razul's, yeah, Razul's apartment. She and kills Razul and like all of the other like five of them, and then Big Daddy snipes the the guy that was guarding the door. <laughs> she, she kills the stripper. Browses you too. I'm like, wow, okay. You could have probably just let her go. No, because at that point in time, they were trying to make sure nobody knew they even existed. Mm. Also, I think she would have let her go <laughs> had she not smashed the bottle and tried to have been like, I'm going to fight you. Oh, okay. She's like, oh, you want to play? Yeah. And then she killed her. So I feel like she would have let her leave. Mm-hmm. Strong moral the, codes. That was the scene. That was the scene, guys. Big Daddy had the weirdest, like, in-costume vocal pattern ever. Like, it was super awkward to listen to. Is him shrieking? No, the... We trace you down via your IP address. Oh. Like, you did like, ass kick. Slash, yeah. Ass kick. William Shatner. Yeah. Robot. It weird. It was, yeah, it was like a weird robot. And Sheldon Cooper's, like, <laughs> thing that he does. <laughs> I read that he was supposed to be doing part Adam West Batman. Oh, that makes sense, actually. Like, that was his method for that. Good, I'm glad he had a method. It was part that, part something else, I don't remember. He had to, like... He's uh, a national treasure. He's my national treasure. <laughs> I see what you did there. He's my fucking and you're national right. treasure, and that's it. On both fronts. Great. Alright, so, uh, for this movie, I give it... Wow. That had been fast. Edit that out. Trying to come up with, with some grapes. I feel like there was something that I watched, and as I was watching, I was like, "No." The violence in this movie is fucked up. It is like ridiculous. it is. It is hauntingly realistic. Yeah. And that's the one thing about this movie that still disturbs me to this day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's this is too real. I mean, we kind of had the same kind of violence in Logan. No, we didn't. No, that still looks fake. This movie looks. I guess it's not even a gripe, that's a tribute to this movie, but this movie looks like exactly what would happen okay. were I to be there in a situation like this. Right, now that you put it that way, like the realistic look. It's hard, to make, hard to make a man with, you know, animantium claws look real, but yes, I see what, I see what like you're pointing Like all the is. damage the weapons do, I realistically believe that's what those weapons do. Okay, yeah, fair. Like when you get slashed once in the movie and you're fine, no, when you get slashed once in this movie... You're, you're fucked. fucked. Yeah, that's true. You die half the time. And the other half the time, you get one more slice and then you die. Yeah. Or you get shot in the face. They did. Off. She, um, actually both her and Big Daddy did employ the John Wick method of popping caps in people's asses. 
where they went one low and then one to the donkeys? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because she's automatically low. Yeah. So it works out. So it's really easy for her, because she's actually technically shooting straight and then up, yeah. as, like, in the middle. But even he was doing it, where he was, like, one, two, like, in, the, in and around the kneecap area, and then one to the donkeys. Because you have to be good. You have to understand. The reason it's not like that for everyone is because... Traditionally, most people who shoot weapons suck. Yes. Like, did you see Red Mist shoot the gun? I forget his Chris D'Amico when yeah. he shot. Uh, he shot like five girl. rounds and hit her maybe once. Yeah, that was bad. That's how untrained people shoot. Yeah, exactly. That that I assume. <sighs> Thank you for reminding me. That's actually my my big gripe with this movie has to do with him with Red Mist. Like, I refuse to accept he's that good of an actor. Like. He, like, shows up and he's all like, man, kick ass, you're my bro, and then he's too convincing. Like, he's not that good at being a bad guy. He's trying, like, he wants to be a bad guy, but he's got no experience being a bad guy. Why is he so good at it? Why is he being a bad guy? Well, like, I, I had no, I did not expect him to actually, dad. but yeah. I did not expect that to, to track. He wants to be and a part of the business. Yes, but that's my point. He's so good at pretending to be the good guy. That you think that he's essentially using his dad to get a soup, like... Exactly, that's what I thought he was doing. Yeah. And then when he actually follows through and is the bad guy... I was like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. What kind of was that at first? And then he sort of felt like he was friends with Kick-Ass, but the two people he's never met, he's like, yeah, whatever, I'll turn them in. Because he's like, Kick-Ass, I'm sorry! Yeah. He's He didn't want that to happen to him, and then... Kick-Ass blew his dad up with a bazooka, so yeah, he's kind of going to... Well, no, at the end of it, it makes total sense. Yeah, no, 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 at, the end, at the end is a different story, but I'm just saying, like, when that change happened, I was like, I really thought that he was just, like, using daddy's money and he was just going to be a good guy, and that was going to be the thing. Daddy, yeah. like... And that's always, how they were going to yeah. get in and finish the job as Red Mist was going to open the doors for them. They didn't need it, obviously, but I just, that's the way I thought it was going to track. That's all he knows. Thing. He has no friends. All he has is his dad. True. We should go up and talk to him. What the fuck you want? Okay. Uh, okay. I think I peed a little. <laughs> that was a super. That was another kind of fun scene when the first time we see what what are they called? The Amico is that is that the family name? D'Amico. D'Amico. When Papa D'Amico walks out and into the Bentley, he's like, "Dad, we only have ten minutes to get to the movie." And then he's like, "Popcorn. Want a Pepsi? Yeah, I'll Pepsi. And Pepsi too. And give me an icy, a mixed one." Like when they mix the red and the blue together. And a package Twizzlers. See, it lasts just long enough for it to be too long and awkward, but not like. While guys are getting shot in the background. Yeah. But not so long that it, like, becomes stupid. Like, it was, like, the perfect awkward length. I have a gripe sort of related to that. It's not real, it's not that big of a gripe, but it's confusing in this movie as to whether or not the dad thinks that. Chris knows what his business really is, or doesn't know. Agreed. Because, Agreed. like, he's shielding him from it, keeping him out in the car, not letting him in on the discussions, but then again, you clearly hear the guns being fired while they're talking about stuff going to the movie theater, and he knows, so I'm just confused as to how much he thinks his son actually knows what he does. I think that it's it's this weird middle spot, because the, the kid is almost 18, right? Like, he's going to have to start learning how to run the family business anyways, so it's at that weird flux stage where it's like, no, you don't get to know everything because you, there's no way you could hold up to an interrogation if the cops get you. But we're going to start easing you into, like, knowing that weird, bad shit is happening. It's the same reason why he actually goes along with the Red Mist idea. 
because that's obscene. Like, it's absurd. You mean for, the like, dad goes along. With the dad, okay. That's the same reason the dad goes along with the red mist idea, because well, he's got to start helping out eventually. If this if this is something he wants to do, this will kind of get him get his foot in the door. I feel it goes a little bit of that, and mostly like I don't have a lot of other options to find this kick-ass guy. Because I just killed a party entertainer in cold blood on the street in broad daylight. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. And the witness. Was the witness? That wasn't the same guy. No, it wasn't. Okay. That would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been good. I thought it was for a minute. That would have been, like, the best no, writing. justice. Holy shit. Yeah, that would have been the best karma, but no. It's hard to It's hard to really complain about this movie a lot because it's so ridiculous from the word go that you don't take it seriously. So when there's, like... Plot problems or dumb good guy, dumb bad guy problems. You're just like, well, no shit. It's a tropey making fun of black comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's making fun of all of the comic books that we've ever read ever. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to really pick this movie apart, which is kind of, I think, why it was as successful as it was, and why it seems to be as good as it is. It's a pretty big cult hit. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. So we good? Do we want to rate it? Or are we gonna? Stone it. Anybody yeah, else have anything? Fuck it. Here on Zero's Talking Heroes, after we discuss the movie, we rate the movie. Our rating system involves giving a movie infinity stones from one to six. One's the lowest score, six is the highest score. If we give it a six, we can also give it a gauntlet, which is the highest possible score. So let's do it. Matt. Yeah. I would like to give this movie four and a half stones. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, I thought it was a great, like, vigilante justice taking matters into your own hands, doing the right thing to do because it's the right thing to do type of movie. No powers, beat him up. It was Watchmen meets Boondock Saints. Ooh, you gotta like, throw a sillier movie in there, the third meets. You're right. Uh, Watchmen's me- Watchmen meets Boondock Saints meets, meets Blank Man. There you go. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, you're right, those are way too serious movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, yeah, I didn't particularly hate the acting because I thought the awkwardness was part of it so it didn't bother me that there was such Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage so we just we, we take him we remove him from the equation you put him in his own parentheses and you just place him on the outside of the equation <laughs> also Nicolas Cage is in this movie yes exactly um perfect and uh yeah I, I definitely want to watch it again in a in a full like sit down can watch it and enjoy it by myself hey Frank what did you think of this movie um, I'm also going to give it four and a half stones. Oh, wow. Way to copy me. For all the reasons you just said. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I had fun watching it. It was a good time. I can't wait to watch the sequel. Corey, what did you think for a rating? I really liked the movie itself, um, but I don't love it. Uh, it is what it is in a lot of fundamental ways. It's ridiculous. It's over the top, but still kind of pulls where it needs to pull. So, this movie, for me, is going to get three and a half stones. I don't think it's good enough to break the top half of the echelon, but it's better than the low half. So, three and a half is where I'm, where I'm going to lay. I enjoy the underlying theme of this movie, I th- and I also enjoy the ridiculousness at the same time. And the acting performances are fine. Like, I'm not a big fan of certain actors in this movie, <laughs> but... These are some of their better performances. It doesn't hurt the movie at all. It's fine. The violence just disturbs me on a personal level, not because I have a problem with violence, just like, it's too real for me. So at times it it worries me. 
It's tropey. It's it's a good movie. It's a fun watch. It it runs a little long. This movie's under two hours, but watching it, I was like, "Is this? This is still going. This is still happening." It 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 felt like it took every second of those two hours for me. It really did. Like, which is not a terrible thing. It doesn't drag terribly, but it's it feels a little bit long. So for that and the other reasons I stated, I'm gonna give it four stones because I think it's good, but not amazing. Oh, but so. I've seen it twice. I have no problem watching it a third time or Even a fourth time. Yeah, and that's Kick-Ass, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe Sneak will send us an email next week with his rating for it. Oh my god, he didn't send us an email? Where the fuck were Good you? Good morning. <laughs> hey Matt, welcome to, uh, welcome to the podcast. Great. Uh, uh, so what are, we talking about? what are we talking about this week? <laughs> Did you put your bed in? So we've arrived at the part of the show where we do our social media plugs... All the ways you can get in contact with us. Let us know what you thought about Kick-Ass. Did your dream come true now that we reviewed it? I hope so. Because everyone suggested it. That's right. Send us an email to let us know what you thought about that to zthpodcast at gmail.com. If you're going to keep it short, you can find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. You can send us a picture of your superhero costume on Instagram at zthpodcast. Did you remember the password? I did. Great. If you go to Facebook, you could search for us, putting zeros, talking heroes in the search bar. Zeros and heroes both have E's. Or you could go to Facebook.com backslash ZTH podcast. Zeros and heroes both have two E's in them. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Zeros and heroes both have E's in the pluralization of zero and hero. There it is. His ass. Last but not least, find <laughs> us on iTunes, or whoever you're listening to us, but you know what, iTunes, because that's the one we read. Yes, please. Give us a five-star rating if you're enjoying what you're hearing, and if you want to give us a review with that rating, we'll read it on the air, and it's a fun time. Imagine if we're killing it on Google Play, we just don't know we just about don't it, because no one does anything on Google Play. Are there reviews? No. Google no, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, Imagine there's like thousand downloads on Google Play, but no one uses it, so... You would know. tell me. It would? I don't know how the internet works, Joe, okay? Hey, learn this okay. shit. I'll explain it to you when we're done here. I won't. It's a complex series of tubes. <laughs> Next time on Zero's Talking Heroes, we will be reviewing the movie Man of Steel. It's our first Superman movie that we're doing. And it so happens to be the most recent. So look forward to that one. If you're a fan of Man of Steel or you hate Man of Steel, come let us know our opinions next week. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for this edition of Zero's Talking Heroes. And as always, remember what Kick-Ass wants you to think. Every movie <laughs> is someone's favorite movie. That's right. Kick-Ass could be someone's favorite movie. It probably is. I'd be out. It definitely is.